Horn, and you are listening to Make a Scene Canada on Pacific Northwest Radio. Happy Tuesday night, everyone. This is Cheryl Jardine, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Vancouver, Canada. Thanks for tuning in to Make a Scene Canada on Pacific Northwest Radio. Make a Scene Canada is sponsored by Zed Productions. Zed Productions is a full-service production company offering the best studios and services to suit your project and budget. From according to Mixing and Mastering, contact Sheldon Zaharko at sheldonzaharko.com. On Make a Scene Canada, I'm excited to promote Canadian artists introducing you to them and their music. If you dig the show and would like to donate to Make a Scene Canada, please visit pacificnorthwestradio.com and click the Donate button. If you're interested in sponsoring the station or Make a Scene Canada or advertising with us, please get in touch. Our email is pacificnorthwestradio at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put Make a Scene Canada or Pacific Northwest Radio or maybe one of our other programs, and you can find them all on pacificnorthwestradio.com. Right now, while you're listening to the show, find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Make a Scene Canada. We also have a group page, Make a Scene BC, where you can post your upcoming gigs. You have to join that page, though. Give the station a like at Pacific Northwest Radio and follow the station on Twitter and Instagram. On tonight's show, I'll be introducing you to Chris Horn, musician, radio host, festival producer, and all-around nice guy. Mark and I met Chris a few months ago when he had us on his radio show, Two Hicks and a Lady, and we connected so well that I wanted to have him on Make a Scene Canada. Because he's doing that, he is making a scene. Hey, Chris, it's Sherelle from Make a Scene Canada. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Cheryl. What can I do for you today? Well, you know I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to talk to you about your stuff, man. <laughs> one of the hardest things to talk about is yourself unless you give it time, right? Well, <laughs> let me talk about you for you then. Chris Horn was born and spent the first 24 years of his life in Oshawa, Ontario, graduating from Seneca College in 94, and then moved to Vancouver in 96, where you met the woman of your dreams, and then moved to Maple Ridge in 2001, where you're currently residing. And then it goes on further. That's just that's just the basic stuff. You've been volunteering around music, theater, and music production for over 30 years as an attendee, performer, stagehand, sound tech, talent coordinator, event organizer, and a lover of music and the arts. And you're currently playing in four bands, lead guitar, vocals for uh, Band for Good, guitar for Peter Tam's Elton John Tribute Band, and fill and bass player for Cat and Tony. Plus, you've got a fourth band, it's a trio called the Easy River Boys, and you play Cajon on that one. You've got two twin girls, and you're the founding member and president of Variety Darts Society. I'm one of the organizers for Art Yay Music Festival and Thursday Music in the Park. Plus, you have a radio show, my God, two hicks and a lady on Vancouver's co-op radio 100.5 FM. So first of all, how do you find all the time for that? Well, I'm a very messy host, for one. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, you know, you, know, you, you got to let something go, right? As well, do I really care about the dishes in the sink? Eh, whatever. Dish- <laughs> I'm busy. Okay. So you're in four bands, and most musicians I know need to do that in order to make ends meet these days because it's so expensive in Vancouver. But, you know, I guess we kind of trade off the climate and the beauty. Yeah. How do you organize yeah. all that, like playing in so many bands? Well, I mean, well, well, for me, like, I'm, like, I'm, I, my day job is a fire alarm technician. We'll get, make it very clear, I'm, I'm definitely not, not making a living at this. Yeah. For me, it, it 
sort of came to be because of my association with all, all of these people that I know. And I, I have been playing for a really long time um, as a hobbyist, so to speak, but because I've been playing so long, I can hold my own with, with, with a lot of the pros. Um, so, you know, opportunities will come up, but I have a bad habit of saying yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You know, you're you're like like you say you're in four bands, but I mean, uh, the, the Elton John thing is more of a seasonal thing. I'm lucky enough to have Peter as a very busy man uh, with his various political campaigns, and uh, plus he's the Rotary Club president. So the summer season will come up, and then then the date will come up. And says, oh, by the way, you were playing on July, whatever, and then we go, oh, okay, I guess I got to look at that stuff again. It's quickly, quickly reorganizing yourself and refamiliarizing the pieces that, that we're going to play, and so forth. Um, the other, the other band is, is Band for Good. That's that's my that's my community events band. So okay. when, 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 yeah, so it's like if, if a community event comes up, well, that's, that's kind of what Band for Good is all about. You know, about about lending our talents to, to the greater of the good of the community. So quite quite often we're we're. I, we'll call that one the honorarium circuit. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, if, if, if you give us something, that's great. But quite quite often, we're, we're, we're in it for, for the greater of the good. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a bottle of water from time to time. But they, sometimes that doesn't even happen. You're like, huh, I think these people really need to, to kind of understand what what the other musicians are going through. So, so I, I, I kind of feel for for the pros because I know the pros are getting asked to do these things as well and, and, and it's, it's just not right in my opinion to, to to like not even introduce the band not give you anything like like you show up to these gigs sometimes and you're 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 wondering okay am I even really supposed to be here and you're like oh, oh I'm on the schedule and yeah. you get on the stage and you wait for someone to introduce you and there's like nothing I'm like wow that's, that's not the but you know what happens a lot of times is that these people that are actually putting on these events, they don't really deal with events a lot of times, so they don't understand the certain things yeah. that need to be done. And I think it's up to us, the musicians, that we need to have a list. So these are the things that I need. You know, please follow it as close as you can. And the um, the M and M's, you know, no yellow yeah. or, or pink ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. It's like back away slowly. <laughs> For me, like I, I don't want to call myself a booking agent, but but because I do a lot of these events, I'll, I'll, I'll throw myself on on the sword, so to speak, just to kind of figure out. Okay, what's this place like? Right, so it's like I, quite often, like a band will ask me, says, "Hey, what about that gig over there?" Uh, I'm, I'm not going to drag anyone through the dirt here, but I'll, I'll tell them off there and I'll say, um, "Yeah, um, yeah, it's not worth chasing, man. But this is what I did. This is what I this is what I experienced, and uh, I uh, you're not missing much." <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's and, and, and then yeah. you move on, right? Yeah, it is up to us, I think, to spread the word about venues and about people that are booking stuff and you know we we actually had a really bad experience at a place called the bourbon and so mark 
um, posted on Facebook, and I think there was over 300 artists that all posted on it, and it was just yeah. atrocious the way we were treated. And it's it really we need to use our voice because then other people, you know, they won't have to put up with oh, the yeah, same bullshit. And, 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 that, and that was actually the, that was the thing that, that got my attention that that, uh, that had me contacting Mark to come on our, on our show on Two Hits for Leading. That's why you guys ended up coming on the show was because of that post. Right. Because like I'm seeing this and oh my god, if you guys are going through this, what what are what the hell is going on with, with this world? And I think we hit the nail on the head when we say it. It's not they're not being organized by people who actually understand what what the industry has become. Yeah. It's been it's been attacked for the last thirty years. Um, but I believe. I believe it was Bruce Coggin was telling me it was the sports bar that was, was the first thing that, that really killed the scene. Is he started putting all these television sets uh. in, and that becomes a distraction, and, and and just it killed the music scene from that level. So if, if you're an aspiring musician, you really don't have a lot of places left. So now now the battle is is, is with the open bikes, which which great place to start but it's also it's also at the same time taking advantage of people as well yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah so it, it, it's, it's a really complicated thing to, to stick panel around so um so this is one of the reasons why i got into organizing events it's like okay well let's, let's we kind of need to reset here mm-hmm. um and I, I started doing um volunteering with, with celebrate earth day which is a community event now here in maple ridge and um, Julie Cutting, who was one of our founding members with the society that we created, she she was very vocal in, in letting the event know, hey, look, you really got to, you know, start having a budget for, for your musicians. I mean, it doesn't have to be thousands and thousands of dollars, but but if you're going to be having any sort of budget, you know, at least at least get, you know, a couple bucks for, for, for these people that are on there, right? So... When I saw them leading by example, um, I'm like, okay, well, in, instead of applying that, that theory to um, a community event where, where you have all of this stuff, you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of vendors, where unfortunately the music becomes kind, kind of background in these community events. So says, well, why don't we organize a, a sort of a community event, but it's just music. Mm-hmm. That, that way, that way, the focus is on is on the bandstand in here, gazebo. We call it the bandstand, but really, it really is just a gazebo. Um, and and that's that's where we started with this little mini festival. We'll call it a mini community festival where where we were having um, local musicians. And when I say local, I'm talking like right here in Maple Ridge. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and and we're putting them up on our stage, and, and we're building our festival from the inside outward. And when I say outward, eventually we'll, we'll bring in, uh, if the budget, uh, again, main, main line is the budget. If the budget allows, we'll bring people in. Um, but at the same time, we still want to have our local musicians. So, so for instance, if, if we get to the point where we're able to hire bands, like insert one of yours here, mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then we can pair you up with one of the local bands and then, and then we're sharing sharing our, our talents and cross-pollinating and, and giving, um, uh, I don't want to use, I have to use the word exposure, but we're still, we're still paying uh, our local artists to, to get a little bit bigger exposure because you got a bigger name coming, coming onto our stages, right? Exactly. Uh, um, don't forget like, that Stone Pose is yeah. actually from Maple Ridge because Scott lives up there. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, yep. so you have to. We'll, we'll, we'll talk off there. Okay, sounds good. All right. Now, this is this the uh, Variety Darts Society that we're talking about? Well, your French is just as bad as mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wait. Ver Variety Darts uh, Society. It, it, I, I can attempt to say it, but uh, for all of your French listeners, I must apologize. I, I grew up in Ontario. Yes. And I took like, what was required to get me through my high school. Yes. Um, so I'm going to attempt it, and then we look forward to your letters, as they say. So, okay. So I say it's a variety of society. Okay. Oh, so, that's it, cool. it, so it is, it is bilingual. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, but that comes from growing up in Ontario, and uh, and as long as the Canadian government isn't completely listening right now, it, it's about blatantly <laughs> mm. going after more grant money. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. How did that organization start? Um, it started with a Facebook post, um, but I guess I can, I can back that up a little bit. If, 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 if there's a shortened way to, 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 to tell the story, feel free to edit it. But I, I was working in, in Fort St. John, and um, I would fly up on Monday and fly home on Friday. Um, then realized that the, the uh, hotel that I was staying in had an open mic, so I started taking my guitar up there and showing up to the open mic getting a little more comfortable with, with my singer-songwriter performances. It's a lot easier when you're out of town than in your own town, when you're doing stuff like that for some reason, at least for me. Uh, got to know some musicians up there, um, and uh, one of the musicians I met was uh, a guy that played the saw. So, so he goes by the stage name uh, Mystery Cowboy. Oh, I like it. Yeah, exactly. So he plays the saw. And anyway, we, he and I became, became buddies. We hung out. I even stayed like, Friday, Sunday, when really I didn't have to. I said, I said to my, because we're going to go to a house concert, actually. And then, uh, so I called the boss up, and they were ecstatic, because they didn't have to pay the $1,700 flight for, for me to go up that one weekend. And then, uh, so yeah, I stayed up there and hung up with this guy and got to know each other a little while. And then uh, after my project that I was working on up there, um, a couple months later, he's like, oh, hey, I'm going to be playing in Penticton at a, at a festival called uh, Folkanagan. And uh, the whole point of Folkanagan was to raise money for uh, another festival called Music on the Mountain, which is oh, okay. also, also known as Mom Festival. You probably heard of it by mm -hmm. now. Uh, I believe uh, DOA played there last year, quite possibly. But uh, yeah, so so I agreed to go out to this festival. Then when I started seeing the people that were going to be playing the festival, said, well, I said to myself, well, instead of going to the festival, why don't I see if I can get on the bill and play the festival? So I, I, I contacted them, like, yeah, sure, send us a bio. And I'm like, shit, I don't have a bio. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I wrote something up real quick. My wife took the picture and sent it over there with the, some you know, poorly recorded MP3 stuff that we did. And, they're like, yeah, come on, play a half-hour set on Sunday. I'm like, okay, all right, sounds like fun. So off I went. Um, I, I ended up showing up early. I get welcomed with open arms into this wonderful, new-to-me new music community in BC. People were, there were just so nice. I met all sorts of people that, that have now become like this extended family for me. Mm. And uh, I ended up not only playing, but I... I, I as soon as the, the sound guy showed up, I'm like in there like a dirty shirt, helping him load his gear up onto the stage. I got to know the sound crew and did everything that I could there. I sat through every single performance except for the last one because I had to get I had to get back to Maple Ridge like on Sunday and I'm driving from, from Penticton. So I'm driving through um, Manning Park 
and that uh, just as this bear was coming down the side of the mountain, I'm like, oh, cool, bear. The little light bulb comes on in my head. It's like, yeah, yeah, well, we do a festival in, in Maple Ridge. And ever since, I was, I was back in 20, I think it was 2013, 2012 or 2013, when, when all this transpired. And then I've just been on this mission ever since. So I contacted our, our local open mic person, Sam uh, Burns, who's been this year, as of this year, she'll have been hosting Kanaka Open Mic for um, 10 years now, uh, every single Wednesday. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, amazing. Just use this big, and it just basically went from there. So I, I told her that, yeah, I want to do a festival. And, and the original vision was, was much bigger um, than it is right now, but I think I think I'm still on that mission because it, it, it will get there. It just it just takes time to, to build this thing the way we're building it, and the ultimate organically. Oh, it has to have to be meeting people in person, getting to know people. It's, it's, it's kind of like if you, if you ever read up on biker um, type of uh, uh, politics, you have your hangarounds, mm-hmm. and then you get patched in. That, that's kind of the way. That's kind of the way that we organize ourselves. Let's get to know these people first. You know, let's yeah. hang around them, and then and then and then if they don't turn out to be douchebags, we'll let them stay with us and we'll continue onward. Right? It's it's that simple. Um, but when you when you know know the people and, and understand that, that we're all basically in this together, as they say, we're all just as passionate about what we're doing here. Um, this 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 thing that that we are all part of can be a lot bigger than it is currently. It's just a matter of sitting down in the same room one day, getting to know each other, and understanding each other. We can collectively become pretty much world is our work or whatever we want, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's um, for sure. There's just all these little circles, like, like so, so that was like my local mission, of getting to know the local people, and then local became regional, regional became provincial, um, and then with me growing up in Ontario, we can even say that there's, there's people that I know nationally now, uh, just through all of the places that I've lived to travel to, and, and as you know, with, with, with music, we're all somewhat connected, it, it, it's not that many I want to talk about your radio show, Two Hicks and a Lady. How did you come up with that name, and what's the premise of the show, and what nights is it on? Okay, the, 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 the name, uh, most of my ideas come when I'm stuck in traffic. Nice. <laughs> so out, out here in Maple Ridge, um, we're very rural. There's lots of country out here. Uh, the the vehicle, vehicle of choice is pickup trucks. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, all, all of the stuff kind of comes together for me, it's like, okay, well, what can we call a show? This is, well, we got Pam Burns, she wants to do the show, and I want to do the show. I grew up in Oshawa, which is very, that, when, it, when I grew up, it was very similar, a lot bigger than it was when I was growing up there. But, um, you know, being being outside of the big city of Toronto, you know, we're just considered a bunch of hicks, right? So here in Maple Ridge, it's more or less the same thing, right? So we're not really hicks, so, so it's kind of like, tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, and we're making fun of our own town along with everybody else, right? <laughs> so Pam being from, from England, she can't be the heck. She's got to be She's got to be the, the lady. Uh, and then there's no way I'm going to let Patsy Thompson be the lady because you know, she lives way back in Webster's Corners. It's more heck than I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we actually came in um, just to promote our festival last year, and then the three of us enjoyed being on the radio, and then um, Pam and Patsy just loved it, and, and co- 
coerced me into doing it. And I'm like, are you sure you guys want to do this? Like, yeah, we really want to do it. We really do. I'm like, okay, well, I'll do it if you do it. And then uh, off we went. Um, now, due to unforeseen circumstances with you know, family sicknesses and, and scheduling, you know, um, I, I, I got left with, with the show where I'm the only one left, right? So oh. they, that, that's he's still, he's still part of the show by she does like call-ins on, on Monday and tells us what's going on in the region. I mean, without getting into great details, I mean, um, it's personal things, but yeah. she's been a great ally here as well. Um, when she had the story, we would have uh, parties over at Patsy's place and do like fundraising parties, little concerts there, just, just kind of like if by invite only. So she's actually been designing our posters and, and, and all that with the society. Um, and of course, she's going to perform for us, but... Uh, it's been really, really great being able to meet people. And, and along the way, I'm selling myself and convincing people that, look, I'm not just another promoter that's going to screw you over. If anything, I'm out of money every year, but, but, but I'm, in it. I'm, in it. I'm in it to win it, right? So mm-hmm. we need to just stay on board and, and, and not go completely bankrupt. Yeah, oh my gosh, no kidding. And it's a fine line, right? So... Um, I, re- I recently got a, a bit of a blow about our insurance. It's a lot more than I thought, but it's not, not quite as scary as it could have been. Um, I, I thought my insurance was only going to be about 300 bucks, but now, now they say it's going to be about 800 So I go, okay, well, there's, there's you know, 500 bucks that, that we got to spend that I didn't think we had to. Right, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, my God. Yeah, so it's like, okay, all right, well, that's why we're doing a fundraiser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, when, when people understand the financials and, and, and you know makes them, but at the same time, I don't I don't want to be walking around with puppy dog eyes begging people for money, right? I mean, it's going to happen no what, no matter what. Yeah. But that's from me having a day job where where I'm I'm, I'm willing. I say, okay, well, if we're if we're a thousand short, well, that's coming out of my pocket. I don't care. Yeah. This, this has to happen. I'm I'm I'm, I'm that passionate about it. I, I'm I'm through. If you've ever studied, um, I mean, of course you have, being a musician. I'm assuming you've had some sort of musical, um, probably studied music history at one point in your life, whether it was at high school or or, or at a higher level. But I remember, I remember being um, introduced to the, the term patron of the arts and explain what a patron of the arts is, right? And I'll never forget. Uh, reading about that, and, and I think that's sort of that's sort of what I've become. Although, although I'm just not a rich one. <laughs> right. Well, that's coming. <laughs> that's coming. Oh man, you're so supportive of indie music and of everybody around you. What advice can you give to musicians that are trying to get above the noise in the music industry? I mean, there's Spotify. There's so many different yep. platforms that people can put their music on, and so many bands are all trying to find their ways into people's computers, their phones, their minds. So, what advice could you give to the the artists out there trying to break through? I, 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 I wish I had the golden the golden answer, but I mean, you, you kind of have to watch what what some of the other artists are doing. If there is an artist in your region, you're seeing okay, all right, let's see what this person. Okay, all right, they're doing this, they're playing that club, they're playing this club, they're playing that open mic, they're playing this open mic, mm-hmm. they're touring to that city, they're, they're on this television program, they're on that radio station. Um, one, one, of the, one of the easiest things to, to access uh, right now is, is, is the independent radio stations. Um, right. I, I, as, as far 
far as the corporate goes, you're, you're better off becoming an NHL player, in my opinion. Um, That's a good I, point. I think, you have to reach, I think you have to reach out to CITR and, and CFRO, uh, like Co-op Radio, where I'm my volunteer, uh, and whatever the other ones are, and, and of course your own station. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but be, be, be in the know of where, of where these, these places are to get your name out there. And, and this is this is my own taste. When I when I see someone play live, if I know that they're a singer songwriter, I want them to to sing me their songs, tell me their stories. I don't I don't want to hear songs that are forty years old. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, it, it's quite possible that the other nine out of ten people in this room want to hear it. But but the, what takes you to the next level is to create something, uh, become a, a creator, not a consumer. Yeah. Um, I have this really crazy. Um, do, you, do you remember the Marine Pub? Do you ever meet David Gates? Mm. He used to run the. He used to manage the Marine Pub. That's the one that burnt down, unfortunately, down over in Burnaby. I don't think um, so. No. Yeah, yeah. It was on Marine. It wasn't on Marine Way. It was on Marine Drive. Um, anyway, um, he used to have these really cool parties. That, so you know, be a bunch of musicians making a bunch of noise and partying in his house and all night. So there'd always be like these really interesting people there, and I met this poet once, um, and I was playing my original music at a, at a at this jam where everyone else was playing, you know, like I said, the forty-year-old songs. Um, and and I shared a microphone with the saxophone player. That's another, but I don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> when, my my three-minute song turned into a twelve-minute jam because I was trying to get out of the song. Right? Uh. But, but um, yeah, no. So after after I did my little my little jam, playing my original songs, and getting all these people to jam with me, the guy, this poet, takes me aside and says, oh, man, "That was really great. You know, just, just pump, pumping my tires a bit." And um, we ended up having this really uh, um, intimate con- conversation, just the two of us talking about art and talking about life and the difference between a consumer and a, and a, and a creator mm-hmm. or an artist. He, 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 says, he pointed to me and says, you, you are an artist. You and I need to talk. And, and he's, he's, he was a, like a slam poetry guy, so just really eccentric. Um, we ended up drinking uh, wine out of sushi dishes. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just to kind of picture the setting, right? You're, you're sitting in the living room, you're pouring little bits of wine onto a sushi dish and sipping it with a poet. So it's awesome. It's kind of a really, really strange, strange kind of, uh, I, I believe Pam calls it a, a, a David Lynch moment. Nice. <laughs> so, but, but he was talking about uh, how, how he used to be a, um, a, like a Wall Street kind of stock promoter. And, um, you know, he would be like the dark, smoky room kind of guy and basically ruining people's lives with, with financial decisions. He was talking about his dark life, and, and and it was it was that darkness that turned him towards poetry, slam poetry, and it, it, it became this, this 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 switch in gears for him. The conversation that, that he told to me after talking to him, like we had like a really intimate conversation, get to know each other, and he, he was invited me out, out to go party with him sometime. But he's saying to me, he's like, yeah, you know what, I could. I could teach you how to be become you know a better artist, and you could teach me how to become a better human being. <laughs> oh wow! What a strange 
flattering thing to say to somebody. No right? kidding. I, so I, I started going on this this social, but my wife calls this social butterfly because normally by the end of, of the night, if I spend enough time with someone, they're my best friend. And, and, and that's, that's the, the, the law of attraction that people talk about, right? What you, what you put out there is what you're going to get back. Yeah. So going back to what, what, what advice to give to an artist is, you know what? What you put out there is what you're going to get back. If you're going to get up on the stage and act like a douchebag, no one's going to buy your art. Yeah. You don't give a shit. You're no. a douchebag. No, it's true. <laughs> and there, there are a few of them out there. Of course there is. That's. so sweet well Chris thank you so much for being on Make a Scene Canada um, in closing how can people get a hold of you like list your radio show and your social media sites the, the show is Two Hicks and Lady so you can always find us on Facebook uh, the, the show Two Hicks and Lady airs on co-op radio on 100.5 FM every Monday night at 8 o'clock our website there is uh, www mrsmusicfest.com that'll kind of give you a little bit of information as to what we're about and what we've been up to and what we're doing okay. we're always looking for, for people to help us in, in any way shape or form that they feel can whether it's promotion or, or just show up show up on Thursday and help the unload by then that'd be cool nice <laughs> yeah and then if you want to get a hold of me you just, just email me at chrishorn at thisismusicfest.com um, always looking for, I'm always looking for independent artists, uh, music. Um, I can't, I, I, I have to stop promising that I'm going to play it because some, sometimes I, I over, overstep my boundaries because I, I am a co-host mm-hmm. with, with, with Dancing Gary Redmond now. Yes. Um, so I don't want to step all over his toes. But, um, but yeah, if, if you want to get the music to us, please just email it to us, find us, even send me a friend request on, um, on Facebook. I'm just on there with my real name, Chris Horn. Uh, there's probably a thousand of us, so look for the fat guy with the guitar right now. The hat. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Okay. <laughs> We're working on that. Apparently, dying exercise is the magic bullet. It is the magic bullet. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks again, Chris, for being on the show, and uh, have well, a really you. great week, and we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, sweetheart. And that's tonight's show. Big thank you to Chris Horn for being on the show tonight. And as he said, find him on his social media sites. Befriend him. You'll be glad you did. Leave the station on 24-7. It's music online all the time. You can find your favorite programs at PacificNorthwestRadio.com. And if you miss a show, download it on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. It's all there waiting for you. Big shout out to my make-a-scene sponsor, Sheldon Zaharko from Zed Productions. All you rock stars ready to record your new album or single, check out Zed Productions at SheldonSaharko.com. The music that you're listening to right now is from my band Head, which was recorded with Sheldon, and you can hear more Head at headmusic.ca. And check out my other band, Stone Poets, that Sheldon also produces, stonepoets.ca. 
Don't forget to listen in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to Magazine Canada here on Pacific Northwest Radio to discover your next favorite artist. I'm Sherelle Jardine, musician and music lover. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go check out some live music this week. Only we can prevent more venues from closing. Take a few minutes out of your day and share artists and magazine Canada and Pacific Northwest Radio on social media. And as my friend Michael Dunn says, let's enjoy live music. I want you guys to start using that too instead of saying support us. Let's say come out and enjoy live music. Together, let's make a scene in 2019. Oh, oh,